Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Salas, and with me, as always, is my very, very talented friend, a vivacious lady who puts up with all my monkey business, the Mixtress DC Gina. Swinging from the rafters, Louise. Swinging from the rafters. <laughs> Hi, Louise. Hi, Gina. It's good to be so close to you. I could touch you. I know. La, 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 la. We're here together. Last call. In DC. In DC. Your little uh, little divey homie bar. Yes. It reopened and it's glorious. It is glorious. So get here and drink lots. Absolutely. <laughs> we got some time to make up for. That's right. <laughs> I have a whole shelf of liquor that says we have time. Okay. It all sorry, has sorry. my name on it. No. Uh, <laughs> So, I don't know if you recognize, there were two little movie titles in that intro, Vivacious Lady and Monkey Business. And the reason why I bring that up, because you know who starred in both of those movies? Uh, Burt Reynolds. (laughs) No. (laughs) It was the beautiful, beautiful Ginger Rogers. Oh. Most of us know her for her amazing singing and her... uh, that her being the partner, the dance partner for Fred Astaire. Her dancing. Yes. But Pennies did, from heaven. There you go. All right. But did you know, during the height of her career, she was actually the highest paid female performer in Hollywood. And rightfully so, because she won um, an Oscar for best, uh, best Actress in Kitty Foyle. And she, in five of her films, have been uh, archived and recognized by the National Film Registry. That's pretty awesome. Absolutely. A lot of people made a lot of money because of her. Um, But, you know, she was more than just a performer. She was actually the first woman to be recognized as an admiral in the Texas Navy. Wow. Yeah. She also is a gifted painter and a sculptor. And here's another little tidbit I think that you are really going to appreciate, Gina. Well, I love the painting already. Yeah. But did you know she was a great lover of ice cream floats? Yum. And she's a woman after your heart because... I think you said she was a great lover. I was like, excellent. How do you know that? <laughs> that, was re- that red hair, of course, fiery. Um, but she loved ice cream floats so much, she actually had a soda machine installed in her home so that she could, you know, make an ice cream, ice cream float anytime her little heart desired. This is a woman after my heart. I know. I built a whole restaurant on Exactly. When I read that, I was like, oh my God, this is, Gina's going to love this. And so... There you go. You know, in the fall nice and blonde now. So there's one more thing about Ginger Rogers. Good old Ginger was also a member of the Daughters of the American Revolution organization, which is something I think today's designated drinker will truly appreciate because she too knows a little bit about this. Please welcome the Daughters of the American Revolution chapter regent, Dr. Janine Ingenito. Hi, Janine. Welcome. Thank you. Which was actually a doctor or Janine's okay? Janine's fine. (laughs) All right, I like it. Wonderful, wonderful. So now that we got past that, the hard part, please tell us about the mission behind the Daughters of the American Revolution and how how did you get involved? Okay, so uh, with the Daughters of the American Revolution, my uh, aunt was actually a member and my father was a member or is a member of the Sons of the American Revolution. So as a child, I was kind of indoctrinated into this um, lineage society uh, unknowingly. And when I was younger, my aunt and my dad would discuss all these relatives that unfortunately had, you know, were no longer with us. And at the time I didn't appreciate the information that they were actually sharing. 
So as I got a little bit older, uh, I decided, uh, you know, it's time for me to really kind of dig into this. And um, in order to be a member of the Daughters of the American Revolution, you have to be able to prove that you are a descendant of an American uh, Revolution patriot. So my fifth great grandfather, and since the pandemic, I've actually discovered about five other additional um, patriots, but my fifth great grandfather served in the revolution here um, in the New Jersey militia. So with the paperwork, you actually have to have proof. Um, so there, you had to do research and um, be able to actually prove that they were uh, considered a, a patriot of the revolution. I would imagine that would have been really difficult to do before, you know, ancestry.com and the 23 Amis of, of the world. I would, that would have had to be a lot of homework to figure that out. It, it certainly was. And I think it was a lot of um, older members really were spending a lot of time in some dusty uh, libraries and historical societies trying to find this documentation to prove their um, lineage. But you, a little bird, maybe you, <laughs> told me that you actually have some other really interesting things in your heritage. I do. I do. So I am lucky because I have a couple of uh, cousins who are also on a genealogical uh, kick here lately. And um, I find the most interesting, um, uh, I think, ancestor that I have was my ninth great grandmother, Isabel Toll, uh, was actually um, convicted of, of witchcraft and served some jail time um, for allegedly uh, being a witch. So <laughs> I think she's one of my favorite ancestors that I found yet. Um, we've also discovered a colonial tavern owner, which I think is actually very near and dear to my heart as well. Um, you said the last name was, to where in New Jersey are you? I am actually about 15 minutes outside of Atlantic City in Galloway Township. Oh, and that's where you're originally from? Uh, uh, you know, a whopping 15 minutes away, I grew up in a town called Estel Manor. That's interesting. No, Toll is a, um, is a really northern New Jersey last like a name that's like kind of up there. So it's just funny. I have an aunt who who's, has family members that the last name are Toll. Oh, that's that's why I was just wondering. That's yeah, awesome. but they were from more Edison, Edison, New okay. Jersey. Okay. So, so you never know. You never know. We could we could be cousins. Um. I mean, uh, not on my 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 uncle married. That's not uh, okay. I, for me. You have to be a ravioli. So maybe your okay. husband with the last name engine. You know, That's right? Um, if, so as if you're if you're full on eggplant parmesan, I would probably say okay, we might be related. <laughs> So she's actually considered to be an unusual witch because she was actually convicted in um, New Hampshire before the Salem witch trial. So, um, wow. I mean, I feel like that's a good thing. I would be like, listen, I'm part witch and we were also convicted of it. Yeah. And I'd actually put that on my resume and be like, so if you don't hire me, I will cast a spell on you and it'll be the end. I know you probably have a question. Daughters of the Re American Revolution, have you been to the building here in DC? I have. Heaven. It is beautiful and it they is, just underwent a major renovation during covid so that worked out well so there weren't daughters traipsing all over the place where is it i don't i didn't even know there was a building here in dc it's across from the executive um the executive building where oh. and if you don't live in dc the executive office is where the vice president goes to work all day and yep. and most the entire uh white house staff yes and directly across the street on 17th street i believe it's 17th um is the Doors of the American Revolution. And if you are looking to get married or hide from people, it is a great place to go. 
and just kind of like marvel at the architecture, but also the history. And they do a really well, great job of preserving it. Yeah. So I haven't seen the remodel. I've only like done a lot of events there and weddings because people hire me as their bartender. So you have a lot of downtime when you're waiting for the bride and the groom. So you start reading all the placards and all of a sudden you're like, oh, really? And then you, who's the daughter of the um, American Revolution? Who helped, whatever, who started American Cross, uh, the Red Cross, American Cross, Red Cross. It was, uh, it's very interesting. So even raviolis can learn something different, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but you have somebody else. So let's talk about your great aunt, shall we? Wait to hear this one, Gina. This is amazing. Go. Oh, okay. So uh, this was just, I stumbled upon her. I was I was poking around on Ancestry and this, this name kept coming up and I didn't recognize it. I'm like, who in the world is this? And I was like, oh, this can't be us. I think someone, you know, maybe accidentally tagged her to this person that is my, you know, great great aunt and um come to find out she was actually she she was my great aunt and uh she great great aunt she was convicted she was accused of murdering she was um like a, a, i guess a live-in housekeeper for a couple here in new jersey and she was convicted she was um really accused of murdering the two of them um and apparently she retained some hotshot lawyer at the time uh, from atlantic city and uh, she was she was let off. She was found not guilty, but she was actually went through two different trials, one for the husband and then one for the wife. Um, and she come to find out she, like she wandered down, I guess, moved down to Atlantic City. And then she was about 20 years after uh, being, you know, found not guilty of murder. She was then accused of running a, a, a house of uh, ill reproof, if you will, um, here <laughs> in Atlantic City. Uh, so uh, she was accused of running a whorehouse of all things. <laughs> and then she apparently was married to some big wig that was with the railroad at the time. And then he mysteriously died as well. So I really, she has such a shady story. I love it. <laughs> And, and she was a, a new find for myself. My father was appalled and my cousins were intrigued. <laughs> she was a black widow. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Isn't that you, cool? Yeah, if you know too much, you get a little bit of cookie with a little bit of arsenic on it. <laughs> right? Did you love it? Right. It's delicious, right? A little almond paste. <laughs> Careful. So I appreciate her entrepreneurial spirit, you know? <laughs> so Absolutely. What? Uh, you said it was a fourth, a fourth great aunt. How many I, generations I, back? I think great, great. Second, second, second or third great aunt. So that would have been like during the twenties. Mm-hmm. Mm, Atlantic yeah. City was one heck of a place. I believe they made an entire show on it called Boardwalk Empire. So <laughs> exactly. I feel like there's a lot to be uh, said for that era and what what happened there and the corruption and the sex and the drinking and all the great All the things. good stuff. Yeah, all the things that I would like to come back to. Like, full, full on. <laughs> I'm all for legalizing sex workers. I'm like, let's do that. That's a great That's a great cause. And it's it's an amazing thing. And like, let's make, not make it illegal. Okay, right. then. Let's not make it illegal. How do you preserve American history? Like, what, like, what, what is it about? You know, our motto is God, home, and country. So we do, um, in New Jersey in particular, we do have some historical sites that we are part, you know, we have a historical home and we have people that like to dress up and, and reenact and really um, educate the public about what happened, how um, the folks lived at that time, you know. And in some 
things it just blows my mind because i i would never have survived i would not be one that would be able to weave my own clothing and you know and god forbid i i can you know barely grow uh, a tomato i can't imagine having to you know and grow enough to survive a, a winter and, and things like that so we do uh we also um we have historical sites that we try to preserve. We also try to educate the public about um, that time period as well. And the national organization also sponsors um, different um, DAR schools uh, that are really in like Appalachia, where there was a really impoverished community. Um, so that's what we try that's to amazing. do. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, Gina, what do you think? What do you think? Oh, it's cocktail time? Is it cocktail time? Yeah. Let's make it cocktail. All right. So let's talk about um, the cocktail, right? Why we picked bourbon, why the lemonade, whatever. Because this is probably one of the oldest uh, cocktails. I mean, um, iced tea. That's something that happened here in our country. Um, it wasn't very um, looked upon as a good thing. Women drank. So women drank tea and they met and they had little teacups and they eventually poured a little bit in, whether it was pre-prohibition post-prohibition, women just weren't really, wasn't kind of a big, it wasn't like a, a good thing, right? So for all of our ladies that came before us and for um, just a drink that I actually love and it seems so simple, um, we're just gonna make uh, legitimately a spiked iced tea, right? So one thing is, uh, and I know it sounds uh, very simple, a very simple cocktail, but one thing you want to do with your tea is that you want to make sure that it's a, um, something really flavorful, something that you like. So like I, for me, you know, this time of year, I live in Washington, D.C. There's mint everywhere. You can't look someplace without seeing mint. Um, we basically just have it, you know, sitting around. So what I do is I take a little bit of, um, and I like, I like English black tea. I also like a little bit of Ceylon tea. So anything that you like that's nice and dark, um, you oversteep it. So like if you take it, you'll do like six ounces and two tea bags or um, however, you know, however the amount works out for you. Um, you're gonna take one and a half ounces of bourbon, but rye is also, you know, is also indigenous to the Maryland area. So I, that's why I feel like when I'm talking about it, I just say that over and over again. So you're gonna take one and a half ounces and you gotta take the cap off. Oh my gosh, Gina. Gina gotta wake up here. Okay, so we're gonna do one and a half ounces of makers. We're gonna pour that in. And then we're gonna take um, six ounces of tea. And then we're gonna take um, <clears throat> one ounce of lemon juice. And then we're gonna use um, one ounce of um, a mint simple syrup. So mint simple syrup is super easy, right? So you're gonna make simple syrup, which is a one to one ratio of sugar and water. And then you are going to um, put it on a boil. As soon as the sugar dissolves, take your uh, mint. You're gonna take it and you're gonna let it steep when it's cooling off and then you discard the uh, mint and voila, there you go. All right, so let me grab my, my syrup, which I have in these little containers because we are here at my bar last call and we are closed right now because we are closed on Mondays, but we are open the rest of the week. So anyway, pouring in simple syrup. And if you missed any of this recipe because clearly Louise um, passed on. I can't, I don't know what I'm doing. So when you get, when you catch, I don't know what I'm doing. You go to designateddrinker.show, 
And then you have all of the cocktail tips, tricks, and how-tos, and where to find uh, Dar, the Daughters of the American Revolution, Janine, myself, cocktails, Louise's personal phone number. You can text her pictures of your drinks. And there we go. Okay. So now we're going to take our glass. We're going to fill it all the way to the top with ice. Um, and then if, you know, any ice will do. Is it cold? Great. That is what we're, we're talking about. This is an iced tea drink. So one thing we're going to do is instead of um, shaking this drink, we're going to roll it. And rolling your cocktail is just taking it and going back and forth from container to container. Now, you can achieve this with two glasses, Tupperware, Snapware, uh, two solo cups, you know, whatever you like, whatever, two vases. It doesn't matter as long as you keep rolling it. One in, one out. And if you get really fancy, you get longer and longer, and this is the showmanship of it. So I would have survived New Jersey in the 1920s and maybe worked for your aunt, the Black Widow. I like it. Anyway, uh, we're going to pour this over. And what's really nice is you give it a little sprig of mint. You could give it uh, a lemon, or you can give it nothing. It doesn't really matter. It's going to be delicious anyway. So cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Mmm. Easy peasy. Oh, that's good. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. The most important thing is put a liquor in there that you like. I use Maker's Mark. I love Maker's Mark. It's um just a great, like, easy drinking, delicious bourbon. So, so you could use any bourbon you're I would use a, you know, a bourbon that's, okay, don't use real bourbon. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> uh, well, you know, if you're making a drunken, Watermelon, you'd be all right. Yeah. Uh, to try not to use, just use something that you like. And if you know what, if you love real bourbon, then use that. It's all about what you like these days. Yeah, you only have one liver the last time I checked, so you might as well burn it on what you love. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gina, this this is really refreshing. It's nice. It's open. It's porch drinker. It, it is definitely. Let me ask, why roll though? What does that do? Um, you know the way. It's a good question. Uh, you don't want to bruise the tea. So you're just kind of like rolling back and forth, nice and easy. When you shake it, you change the tea. And like, there's no reason. So when you when you shake tea in general, you get more of an astringent taste. And that is something that you might want to use for some cocktails. And some cocktails, you don't. We want this to be more sweet. So a nice roll, nice and gentle with it. Tea is, is and this is silly, tea is very delicate. I know it sounds, I mean, it comes in a delicate cup. It's served delicately. There's tea rituals and all that stuff. It's because tea is susceptible to um, maneuvering it, uh -huh. handling it. Yeah, manhandling um, it. Um, Overhandling it. Gotcha. Um, steaming it, <laughs> frying it. You could fry it, boil, bake it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just going down a whole different turn. Anyway, uh, I, anyway, don't, don't drink and podcast, folks. That's my PSA today. Don't drink and podcast because you never know what you're going to say. You end up with this show. Yeah, then you end up with this show, and then someone goes, I heard you the other day. Were you drinking? I was. Maybe. Just I was, maybe. I was. Anyway. So, speaking of drinking, you also have um, a little bourbon society going, right? We do. So, during the pandemic, there was a group of us that would hang out at a local brewery, and uh, we discovered that we all enjoyed bourbon. So, we set it up. Um, as, hey, why don't you come over? Everybody's going to bring a bottle and we'll do a tasting. Uh, 
there was a local liquor store that several of us were part of a bourbon society that had to be put on pause because of the pandemic. So we were able to do it in a socially distanced way at one another's home. So we started that. So about once a month, um, there's about 10 or 15 of us now that um, it's grown organically over the last year and a half. And uh, we, we bring a little something to sample, a little something to snack on, and uh, we get together and we get to try, you know, different bourbons that way. What's been your favorite so far? Mm, Angel's Envy. Oh, mm, good one. Um, I gotta go. I got one for you. Have you had the Bardstown yet? No. So I'm gonna show you. I'll show you. Let me see if I can find one. Uh, 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 where is it? I know I saw them. I just saw them here. It's called Bardstown Discovery. Go buy the bottle. So go to the liquor store. And go. I like the Bardstown Discovery, and they're on series. I believe two or three right now. Um, bring that for everybody to sample because. Guarantee when you look at the bottle, you're gonna be like, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna get this. And then when you open it up and you drink it and your eyeballs like roll in your head a little because you're like, this is delish. That's that's what we're looking for. I'm trying to find one for you. This is so annoying. I don't know where anything is my own bar. That's all right. That's all, all right. right. Whatever. But we it know what, what it is. is. Bartstown, do it. It's delicious. <laughs> or what about, wait, I have another question. What about uh, Michter's? Oh, yes. Have you been drinking Michter's? Yes. That's right. You should buy all the Michter's you can find on your shelf and put it in your basement and yeah. sell it later on the black market because right. you'll make a ton of money because <laughs> it's so hard to get. Now that's advice for just saving in general. Yeah, can right. I be part of the society? I feel like I would be good at this. Yes, absolutely. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's a beach in, uh, in Atlantic City, right? How far away from the beach are you? Yeah, about 15 minutes. So. Perfect. We'll do. We do a beach discovery series, like beach and bourbon. It, it's it's like a family get together that you may. Or what did you say? Your eggplant and parmesan. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring eggplant and parmesan. That's fine. <laughs> oh, you found it. Oh, Hal is the best. Everybody. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hal, thank you. Um, this is get this, and they might be the ones like it might be on to the next series, but whatever it is, you get it. Buy one for your friends open. Buy one to hold on to. Okay. Awesome. It's that good. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, oh my gosh, delish. I knew I saw it. I was just like, I don't know where it is. Is that a moderately priced bottle, Gina? Um, Discovery Series is a little higher, and then they have a regular one, but um, yeah. no, not moderate. Uh, no. Okay. But it's per ounce worth every cent. Okay. So if you have like a, like a, um, a max, you might want to make this the Christmas gift for everybody. Okay. Oh, that's what we, we all started chipping in like every time that we meet so that we were going to have a best of the best tasting. So we kind of vote on, you know, which one we thought was the best of that night. And then we're going to save it up at, for the end of the year and purchase like a bottle that one of us wouldn't typically buy and then um, have the best of the best tasting as well. I love that. Sounds like so much fun. I know. I love that. Why haven't we done that? I don't know. Well, I don't know why we don't do anything. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, because I work I because I work behind the stick. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, but there you wouldn't be working. I know. I know. I mean, maybe I gotta go to Jersey more. There you go. I do like Jersey red sauce, so I mean I feel like that's good. I don't even know what that is. It's like the way that they make tomato sauce, but like you know, oh. spaghetti. We have the best tomatoes here. Jersey tomato I agree. Jersey tomatoes are amazing. Yeah, I'd put a Jersey red sauce on my eggplant, but they put the skin on their eggplant there at eggplant farm. New Yorkers take it off. It's a little oh. different. I didn't know that. Yeah, they make more Sicilian style in Jersey. We make more Northern style in in New York. It's okay. We all get along at the beach together. We're good. Okay. Yeah, we all speak. We all speak beach. Beach passes. 
How do you get on? How much it costs? This one's six dollars. That one's eight. We all speak the same language. You have to pay to get on the beach. You do. And welcome to corruption. <laughs> yes, we both live in very corrupt states. You do have to pay your taxes plus you have to pay to get to the beach. Okay then. Yeah. Okay yeah. then. It's coming from Maryland. Don't worry. They'll figure it out. It'll start taxing you to go to the beach soon. <laughs> <laughs> They're just slowly moving down south. They're like, oh, so we can bring you all this. To anyway, that's a whole other episode. I have my, are we ready? I think so. All right, we're on my last question of the day. And this is how we know that if you've ever listened to our show or not based on your response. Okay? So here we go. So in this day and age, Janine, everybody identifies themselves with some sort of spirit, spirit animal. And you might be like, I really identify myself with a Maine Coon because they are a domesticated wild animal living in the house, right? If you can identify yourself as one spirit ingredient, whether it's for food or cocktail, what would that ingredient be and, what, and why? So if I had to identify myself as an ingredient, I would um, probably go with uh, like hot pepper because it's not necessarily in everyone's cup of tea, but I like to try to bring some spice to a lot of different situations. I love Spongy it. She did leave our homework. I know. Yes. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Um, I think we're going up to Jersey and hanging I know, out. I know. I feel like. Hanging out with know. the doctor. Maybe it's the witchy thing. It is. I like we're it. We're all a bunch of witches. Yes. And then some. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> on that note, cheers. Thank you for coming. <gasps> cheers. Thank you so much for having me. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia led by skilled caregivers, Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.